0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Details podcast. We had so much fun with this conversation. We covered so many things with our incredible guest. She is a unparalleled photographer in her style and what she brings to the table and She is a refreshing person to have conversation with and also to be engaging with on social media, on Instagram, and I just am so excited for you this conversation with Jem from the SoCal Standard. We talked about everything from how she started in a corporate nine-to-five and really organically flowed into a full-time photographer. I've truly never heard a story like hers before. We talked about what it's like to be a Black creative and a Black business owner, and how she's navigated that and what her experience has been. We've talked about the importance of being financially literate as a business owner. I'm realizing all of these things sound heavy topics, but it is such a joyful and refreshing conversation. And we just had the best time talking to Jem and we're just so excited to bring you this. So let's go. Hey there, you're listening to the Let's Talk Details podcast with Bree Cooper and Claire Roach. Two entrepreneurs with widely different backgrounds, but one common purpose. To embolden and educate you to take your wedding business to the next level. All while having fun and reminding you of the truth we often forget, that you can do it and you are a rock star. Each week, we'll show up to provide you with effective online marketing strategies for small businesses in the wedding industry. Practical wedding planning tips and tricks for the modern bride with two BFFs that you didn't know you needed. It's the Let's Talk Details podcast, and we're so dang glad you're here.
1: Welcome back to the Let's Talk Details podcast. We have a very special guest here with us today. We are so pumped to have her on. We have Jem. She is the owner of the SoCal Standard. She's an amazing photographer. If you're not following her, you just need to like pause this real quick and then go to Instagram back. and follow her, and then come back. Be sure to come back. Come please. back for sure, and then hit play. <laughs> what yeah. because we have such a great episode in store for you today. We're gonna to be talking all about her journey. She has a very unique one to photography, which I'm so excited mm-hmm. to dive into. And let's just let's mm-hmm. start with that. So, Jem, welcome, welcome to the Thank pod. You. Thank you, for and me. <laughs> I would. L- I would love to our viewers to start by saying what you do yeah. and then how you got into what you do.
2: Sure. Thank you for the introduction. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm Jem. I am a Southern California wedding and branding photographer. I'm based out of San Diego. So I'm basically in Mexico too, because duh.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where I need to be. Right, right be. there. Yeah. They're
2: so right I feel there. like, yeah. you know, photography boom, everyone all of a sudden is born with a camera in their hand and love photography when they were like five I'm like that was not my story at all like that's just this is you know how that works for yeah. a lot of people but that just wasn't how I, I'm not one of those cool kids whatever so um always been kind of a <laughs> creative but like you know my mom always pressured me because she like did corporate nine to five she's like get a business degree get a business degree And I'm just like okay but that doesn't sound fun like <laughs> corporate nine to five sounds like a stress but you know to please yeah. my parents like I went to school for business, but I was like, all right, I'm going to yeah. do a degree in business with an emphasis in marketing. Cause at least in marketing, you get to have fun and like create things. Like it's the only job where you get paid to be yeah. creative. That wasn't like starving artist status. So I was like, all right, cool. Like I'll take marketing. Yeah. So graduated with a bachelor's in marketing um, and then decided to do a master's in finance. Cause why not? Everyone needs money, right? <laughs> 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 it's kind of true though. Just for just for such and giggles. I was like, yeah, just get the business degree, get a finance degree, you're covered. So it worked out really well. Cause right after I graduated with my bachelor's, I scored this like insane advertising gig in LA doing like ad campaigns. And mind you, this was like dating me drastically, but it was, you know, before like (laughs) social media marketing was really a thing. It was like just starting to pop off. Like Pinterest was brand new. Like no one knew what they were doing yet, but I had all of these like very high end clients, like Coca Cola and Nike and like Maruchan noodles randomly, <laughs> just random clients, and we were in charge of their yeah. like social media marketing and all their campaigns. um But one of my clients is Gelson's, and it's like a bougie grocery store yeah. in Southern California, and they're they're still, like the sweetest owners, but just completely clueless to social media because oh, they would like we like like okay, we need images for the campaigns we're gonna launch for the copy I'm gonna write because I was basically in charge of like. Making ads for Instagram, Facebook, Google, all the things. And they were so sweet. They would send me like stock photos of apples. And I'm like, this isn't going to uh, work. <laughs> like, no one cares. <laughs> just yeah, like, no one cares about no no these one apples. Cares. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not visually appealing. And we're just like, well, we don't know what to do. Like, we're hiring you guys. Can you guys just kind of handle it? And of course, like, looking back now I definitely did not get paid enough because I was like an intern for a little bit like minimum wage but like handling these massive accounts like no pressure it's fine it's a big big deal but I'm like it's a whole other argument for why agencies suck but (laughs) um so that was my job and like my boss was like well we have a couple cameras in the back like you can just go figure it out I'm like all right cool I will go figure Mm -hmm. it out because this is my job so literally started like creating flat lays before flat lays were like a thing so it's like at least this is more visually stimulating (laughs) than a stock photo of an apple on a white backdrop so I started playing with flat lays and just like making like different things that were a little more visually appealing for the brands to like engage with for clients Mm -hmm. to engage with be like oh what is this company and like back then especially people didn't realize imagery really is everything like if you're marketing camp you can have the greatest product the greatest service greatest marketing but your images suck it was like it's not it's not to your business. It's not gonna take off. Yeah, it's not gonna pop off. It's and so true. started doing that. Apparently, I was great at it because it was like their first quarter was like this massive turnaround. They had like a hundred and fifty percent increase in sales and like social media engagement. Like they my were popping off. And I was like, Okay, apparently I'm good at this. So it became like my full job was just creating these ad campaigns, and I loved it for what it was. But like at the same time, again, being like a mm-hmm. underpaid intern, it was like that wasn't just my job. I was also on the like uh, the web designer team of it, so I'm also designing like their yeah. wireframes for their new website, their landing pages, their layouts. So it's like I learned a lot. Obviously, coding was like yeah. my second language now, and so it's like I love it, but like it's a little bit of a lot. <laughs> but like all those flat lays yeah. turned into like headshots because all the companies need new headshots. Headshots turned to family photos, family photos turned into couples, couples turned to weddings, and next thing I know, I'm fully quitting my full-time job to be a wedding brand photographer because I'm like, this is way cooler, and this is what I wanted in the first place. So yeah, here we are, (laughs) and that was seven years, eight years ago. Oh god, yeah, it was like eight years ago. So my gosh, haven't looked back since. Wow.
1: Wow! Yeah.
0: Most- so oh, it's, it sounds like it flowed. It super organic. It totally
2: did. Like it was not my plan. Like
0: it. Like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's when you know that it's organic. It, You're like, ah, oh, no, not want this plan. to happen, Yeah. Here yeah. we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And so, I mean, in eight years, you said eight years, correct? Eight years. Yeah. And like that is like an eternity in the industry. So I it feel is. like. <laughs> What a gift. Honestly, I think, I mean, if people haven't seen your work, your work to me, like, I feel like I scroll Instagram or I look at your website and it like, I instantly know that it's your work and it stands (laughs) out. It's so beautiful. I literally, I told you this at the (laughs) workshop and I'm not kidding. I have plenty of headshots and I'm like, I'm going to book another one. Just (laughs) to like go get it. Your photography style is so like vibrant and beautiful and captivating, but I still feel like, I think some, this is maybe another conversation. I think sometimes color can get a bad reputation. Like it's yes. viewed as tacky or yes. like, you know, even like in the yeah, not trendy. Yeah. old yeah. school, maybe. But the way you portray it is like, it still feels sophisticated. It still feels like in like a non-stuffy way, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think that is pretty remarkable. So how did, did was that kind of the type of photography you were doing in your nine to five job or how did like you get th- that vibrancy and color into your so
2: I think that's one of those things where that's still like my personal preference because you know you ask my mom what kind of kid I was I was that creative kid I was the one painting all the rainbows on the walls And so I'm like I love all the colors like I do not have enough I can't pick one like I was that kid and so it's just like colors always been like a little bit of a session for me and it's like I feel like there was just never enough if that makes sense like I was a kid like you know the 180 or 128 pack of crayons and like color pencils and I was like it's not enough like there's not enough colors (laughs) for me so I feel like that was one of the things that like frustrated me but also just kind of fueled me in doing like those images and campaigns because it's like yes this is just an apple yes it is just a basic photo but I'm like but there could be so much more than that. Like it doesn't have to be just a red basic yeah. apple. Like what if throw some green in it? And then like, and going to business school and learning about like marketing and color theory, like colors make you feel things and different colors have for yeah. really. me. So I'm like, why mm-hmm. not just throw all the feelings in the photo, <laughs> feel all the yeah. things. So I think that kind of fuels my, yeah. my editing style and just how I shoot things. Cause I do want you to mm-hmm. feel something from the photo from what it is but also from the color aspect of it because mm-hmm. like it should invoke an emotional response mm-hmm. both visually and just like emotionally yeah
1: color theory is the most interesting thing to me i it's, love it I it's so fascinating it. <laughs> okay for people who don't know what it is can you explain like what color theory is and like, i know you just kind of touched yeah. on this but what color theory is and like why it's so important when it comes to like branding photos
2: yes so color theory is essentially the theory that colors have different meanings and invoke different emotions in people and different responses Mm -hmm. and it's also just like you know everyone has like a color palette but it's just like you know these colors are complementary colors and if you use these two together it's going to feel like this and if you use you know monochromatic colors it's like the same color in different sequences like but each of those palettes has like a new feeling a new meaning and a new way to present like Mm. Almost like and I hate saying it like this, but it makes sense. Like it colors create a company culture within mm. your own brand. And so it's mm-hmm. like pick your colors wisely because it's yeah. like, you know, if you're someone who is very, you know, you want it minimalistic and serious and chic, you you're black, white, gold, gray. But if you're someone who's like mm-hmm. wants a playful editorial family thing, black, white, gray, gold is not necessarily gonna be the right color palette for you. You're gonna want those those yellows, maybe right. some like baby hints of blue, because all of those things feel more playful than another color yeah so yeah color Mm -hmm. theory is just a whole science of like how colors inflict different emotions and meanings and feelings for people visually for sure i love like every fast food restaurant
1: (laughs) yeah every fast food restaurant has orange yellow or red (laughs) in their branding because it stimulates appetite
2: Mm -hmm. no it really does kidding me Yes, red, red and yellow I have been some, some mcdonald's even though you know you don't want it yeah. you know it's crap mcdonald's in and out carl's jr it. like
1: you'll see, you'll see it. Like, almost like will look at almost every fast food restaurant they have at least red yellow or orange in their colors because it stimulates appetite
2: yeah and, every and they will never have, have green blue gray like, yeah and purples. yeah and,
1: gr- <laughs> and green or blue you'll never you'll never see those in a restaurant because it, it's like, to us it symbolizes like spoilage or like yeah because it's like mold so yeah. you know you'll never see like blue, or even like blue plates at a restaurant. People don't use blue plates at a restaurant because it doesn't stimulate appetite. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally so it, it's fascinating. A whole thing. I
0: feel like I've been
2: lied
1: to my whole life. <laughs>
0: this is like next level manipulation.
2: It's a I did whole not whole thing. Like, <laughs> oh
1: yeah, gosh. it's so fascinating. I love it. So, so how did? Because I love that you position yourself in that way, because like color theory is is so important for brands, and they might not even know that that's a lot so of them important.
2: Don't. A lot of them truly don't. They're just like, "This is trendy." I'm like, "Doesn't make sense." Yeah, <laughs> you're
1: like, "Are you sure you want this?" Yeah, you don't want this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, "You don't want this." Trust me, it's not going to do this. So, how did your? I know you do touch on this a little bit, but how did your industry background in marketing? affect the success of your business now like did you take me like marketing tips that you yeah. learned in school and all those things and apply it to your business and if so what and how
2: yeah obviously the business sense because it's like you know every photographer is not necessarily a business person but you have to right. be and right. then likewise every business person is not a creative and so mm-hmm. it's like i'm one of the like select few that's like a happy medium where it's like i do have like i'm literally split 50 50 from like yeah. creative analytical side like who did? Who gets a master's in finance and like does That's amazing. You do. So like, I love that. I will never. You do, basically. girl. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's because it's like um, having those two senses really just kind of merge together for something a little bit mm-hmm. greater. Because the business side taught me obviously how to run a business, but also like within marketing, we had to take a lot of like anthropology classes, which mm. I love. So it's like studying people, studying their habits, studying you know color theory and how that does play. emotional part on people whether they realize it or not Mm. so it's really just kind of assessing how people react and interact with certain words colors images Mm -hmm. themes and I think that's been like a huge success me because I'm like I actually understand people I'm not just photographing for photographing like right is a method to my madness and it is trying to understand how people move how they react How they're gonna like feel if I tell them to do this like prompt or whatever. Right. Um, So, yeah, a lot of that is just more anthropology side of business than anything.
1: That's literally so cool. I didn't even think about how how important that is when it comes to being a photographer, like knowing how people how yeah. people think because as a marketer I'm like yeah like I have to know how buyer or how a buyer will buy or how someone user experience out of a website or I have to know how people are going to think about this but as yes. a brand photographer you're like I had to know how people are going to think when they what people are going to think when they see this photo and what's going to encourage them to follow the brand or to like just to interact in some way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah and I think a lot of people don't even realize the fact that it's just like like and whether you want to admit or not, like every person, especially now that's on social media, you are a brand, and so it's mm-hmm. like everything that you post and put out there, it does create a culture, whether good or bad, it's going to create a culture, and yeah. so it's like I don't expect everyone to know like full anthropology and like the study of people and how they react, but I would pay attention to that, like mm-hmm. because it's like okay, well I notice this kind of wording or engagement doesn't do as well or these type of colors and images don't do as well and yeah. these do better and so it's just like studying people I feel like if anyone's gonna take away anything from becoming a business like study people yeah because th- that's that's obviously your product yeah. at the end of the day
1: yeah yeah your your, your product totally. is interacting so much with with people so you need to know yeah. how they're gonna react to it yes yes <laughs> totally <laughs> I, I feel
0: like I mean, I'm sure this is not necessarily what you mean by like studying anthropology, but I feel like on like a smaller scale, when you think about Instagram and like what performs well, like if we're going to like drive it down to that, like we just were having a conversation about like how people can like sense BS from a mile away. Right. And so it's like, unless you're attuned to the reaction you're getting on your platforms with what you're putting out there, you're not going to have an understanding of like what's actually going to pick up with people. Right. And that is going to be the difference between a business that thrives and a business that does not simply based off of the words you chose or like the photo you chose to post or like Instagram is like, Brie, there's some crazy stat that, you know, and you might know this too, Jim, but like people make certain amount of their decisions based off of like a social media platform. They buy, because you know, like it's something like,
2: X amount of followers right. encourages you to buy from certain brands. Yes. Yeah. So it's just
0: yeah. yes. like the impression you get to have in that first moment yeah. that somebody sees your stuff matters. And so yeah,
2: one to two
1: seconds, you have yeah. one to two seconds yeah. to capture That's someone's it. attention.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important to note too, that like, all of this is an experiment. Like I don't ever want someone to think mm-hmm. like, okay, I've nailed it on this one. And then you can stay in that. Like you can't like people are always adapting no. growing. Like I, even today I was like, switching up my bio a little bit and it was just like because I'm always adapting but at the same time I realized I've quickly lost some followers and I was like and that's okay because that's not what I want anymore and I'm like I'm good with that but it's just like it's everything's an experiment so I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to be stuck in like you have to post it this time you have to post these kinds of images Mm -hmm. you have to like look like this you don't have to do any of that authenticity the real authenticity not the fake shit is really like what yeah. gets everyone going, yeah,
1: for sure. For yeah. sure, even how people because it just you mentioned changing like when we go through such a big thing, like we just did last year, where we're still continuing to go yeah. through it's like, yeah, the way that people be acted before this, before the pandemic, is completely it's going to be completely different than how people act totally after different. the pandemic when it comes to like so many things. So, you we yeah. have to be like adapting and changing with people because. Yes. If we're not, if we're staying back into like our 2019 strategy, like that's not working anymore.
2: <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not working it's anymore. not working anymore. Yeah.
1: For sure. I, I
2: remember that. even just getting yeah. into marketing, like, the, you know, we call them the old heads, but like the old heads of marketing, you know, you're like, not saying 45 is old, but you know what I mean? Like at the time, yeah. it's like, you know, 45 and up are in charge of these new hip yeah. marketing companies. It's like, hey, what worked in the 80s yeah. is not going to work for today. Right. Like, not going to no work now. I, True. Yeah. I feel like that, that gap is getting even smaller. It's like, you know, what worked three months ago is not going to work now. Yeah, but just so So, crazy. Things are changing so
1: quickly. Trends are changing so So quickly. quickly. And I think that's the hard thing about having people, this is a side tangent, having people on marketing (laughs) agencies, boards that are like old white men um, is because like they don't know what and the thing they is, don't so, know. they don't know what they this this specific brands people are gonna like. How could they relate to that person? Right. They have no idea, right? You know, like right. how can you make a decision if you're not doing like case studies or market research or whatever that is to know what those people like? But the amount of That's times so people true. like old white men, like social media is
2: like <laughs> dying
1: out or like whatever this is, and you're just like, oh my god. <laughs>
2: No. <laughs> literally so yeah Mayor Noodles because they were one of my companies hearing basically like old white men say okay their target audience is you know all Asian people I was like no it's literally college students in Orange County like chill out dude like you are so disconnected yeah. from what their audience is and what their goal is it's like and yeah so I had to like yeah. explain that like no no like totally. your perception of what a brand is is not necessarily what the brand is like you really have to like see the audience and who's engaging right. with it and yeah come to find out is, you know mm. college students mostly ages like 18 to 24 in mostly southern california area and it was like yeah who would have known until you knew yeah you know?
1: <laughs> right and if there is a disconnect yeah, exactly. between the you know what what people are perceiving the company to be and what it is then that's when the agents agency is supposed to step in and fix that
2: yes <laughs> yes so <laughs>
1: Claire what we gonna say? I was just
0: gonna say, just like in general, if you are disconnected from your audience like in a way that's not authentic, it's not gonna serve you. so like we get totally old white men is a great example, but just in general, like no matter what kind of business owner you are, no. if you are disconnected from what your audience needs or what what they think they're gonna get from you, that whole what you're just talking about like the perception versus reality, like I think. You had just mentioned, you mentioned a little while ago, the concept of like having more followers or whatever. Like if we get down to it, right. Everybody wants a successful business. Like plenty of people make that money with like 3000 followers. Do you know what I'm saying? So I would rather have 3000 engaged followers that actually me to success because they are there for the right reasons. They know what I have to give and like what I'm giving actually serves them. I that 10 times over, over 20,000 followers for the who like, kind of like me, but are not engaging, you know? So it's like, in order to understand that you have to get to a point where you understand what your success is, like, what does success yeah. to you? Yes. If your success is to be an influencer, then yeah, please go yes. and have those 20,000 followers.
2: Exactly. But like,
0: if it's not, it's, you should, like you said, you are going to lose some followers. Like, I feel like it's only healthy to constantly lose followers you'll probably gain some more like back if you're doing it right but like but yeah if you're not like if you're not dropping people off like every now and again it means you're (laughs)
2: not evolving as a human or like that's exactly what I came to you can't make everybody happy yeah like you're just and you're not you find your people and you stick to it like and that doesn't have to be a set like Everyone always asks, like, you know, what about target audience? You need I'm to like, be changing. You can have, like, you know, your ideal yes. client whatever, but at the end of the day, like, it doesn't really exist. It's like everyone yes. is your client at the end of the day. Like, while you would prefer your client right. to maybe have this income, be in this area, like these styles, like, no. Like, it's not always such a set thing, and you have to be able to move no. and adapt in that. And it was just like... Adapt in Yeah, it. keep up. Because as
1: you change as a business, your target audience is going to change. Yeah, I remember even For when sure. I first
2: started in, like, Wedding photography industry. I was like mm-hmm. hanging out with like you know the big crowd and the popular crowd, and I was trying to teach a, a finance workshop for creatives. so i I'm like I even I love it. I have like I have a friend who works I for that. NASA. He's an engineer, so he helped me build this um this Excel sheet. that was literally like, hey, all you do is type in your price, and it'll tell you what goes to taxes, what you pay yourself, what you need to charge what? for this and the other. Like it was perfect. No one took the class because you know. Was a, you know, thousand person photographer at the time, but another photographer who had, you know, 40,000 at the time with no business. sense yeah. telling people, basically you just keep all the money yourselves. I don't pay taxes because I live in Oklahoma. I'm like, stop <gasps> telling people that. That no! is not good business practice. But it's like For legal reasons. For legal reasons so yeah. Like, be, don't listen to her. But at the same time, it's that perception and persona like, oh, well she knows what she's talking about. She has no. you know, X amount of followers and you clearly don't. Cause no. you don't. She's
1: not in jail now.
2: <laughs> nope. She's still in I mean, she's allowed you. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's on, that's a whole different conversation <laughs> is like, I feel like there's a lack of financial literacy in the creative yeah. world. Like the amount of, so yeah. my mom is like a boss lady. She works in corporate America. She's basically a CFO for like these huge companies. So I'm always like, I can go to her and be like, what am I doing? And (laughs) she will answer, what am I doing? (laughs) But like, you know, she she has always taught me to like, you do the right thing, even when it's hard, like you do the right thing, even when it's hard. And I have had so many conversations with friends in this industry. I'm like, who's your accountant? Like, tell me about your CPA because like, you know, I'm always open to a small business CPA and, and I'll get the, Oh, this is my CPA, but he just asked me how much I want to pay in taxes. And then, and then he, but mixes the numbers and, and that's what I pay. And I was like,
2: do you want
0: to go to jail
2: auditing is coming especially if like after 2020 taxes are like hey i need my money back like yeah they (laughs) do yeah Yeah, so that could be a whole
0: but you're right it's not like showy or pretty and nobody really wants to talk about it it.
2: and it's like i don't fault people because it's like no one learned taxes in school you know what i mean like i physically had to go to college for that so it's like i don't fault people for not knowing but i am gonna fault you for not reaching out to people who do know you know what I mean? Like if you're not literally hire someone who is like, yeah,
1: right 100 Pre- percent. it's so true and <laughs> yeah the thing that's so crazy to me is that we didn't learn that it's great right, like right. <laughs> i claire and i went claire and i went to the same college i learned i had to take a nature of math course <laughs> like with like we learned like mayan math yeah. didn't learn anything about taxes which is so that weird should to be me part of gen ed
0: like <laughs> right? yeah you take it when you go yes. to college you have how to, to do your it. taxes yes and like how to yes. be like an educated voter
2: and oh please! Yes, please, I'm like, me.
0: yeah. Can we learn the things we're yeah. actually gonna do in life? No, we will no. use every day.
2: No. <laughs> we will use this
1: every day. Yeah. No. Like, no, I need you to you fail. Can't. I
2: profit off you failing. No, like- yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Worse, there you sorry. go. <laughs> we have some faults.
1: So, um, so yes, this is, I feel like this is all so important. And like, I feel like there's so many things in school, I could go on and on about the things that we need to put into the American education system. (laughs) But I was so I was gonna ask, we talked a little bit about 2020. Um, and I'm going to get to questions about that and how that impacted your business. But first I kind of want to take it back. Cause I had this question before I forgot to ask you what inspires your work and like, what is your creative process when a brand comes to you or a wedding or, mm. uh, you know, a couple comes to you. What is your creative process in getting inspiration for like their colors and their like what they want or all those things.
2: So for me personally, my inspiration is forever changing. So like right now my inspiration is just like, honestly it's gonna sound like cliche but just life in its truest form like Mm -hmm. unfiltered Mm -hmm. Uh unset up you know uncurated but just like real life life right now is really just inspiring me it's like okay we did this we're headed to a road trip to like death valley on monday and it's just like why because it sounds cool like I'm just a place I've been on my bucket list since I was a kid. Like, I would love to go there. Why not do it? Just do it. And then it was just like, just a simple thing, like driving down my old neighborhood, which is very much like in the ghetto. But I'm just like, there's art behind this. Like, it's beauty behind this. And I'm like, it's inspiring me to be like, okay, I would have never shot here before. But now, just looking back, kind of like nostalgia to it too, I'm like, yeah, this is inspiring me. Like, there's a whole story here that no one knows about that I feel like needs to be told. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, inspiration right now just on everywhere. It's literally, people places things that mostly just life in general like my life on un, like yeah. uninhibited by anybody else
1: <laughs> I love that so when a brand comes to you and they say hey I really want to do you can do my branding photos how do you like do you have a creative brief you send them or like what does that look like for you
2: my marketing brain turns on but I try not to like Inflict too much, so I'll tell them first, like, "Hey, I want you to make a Pinterest board, a mood board, and literally just drop all the photos that make you feel something." I was like, "They don't have to be in any type of like sequential order or a theme." I was like, "Just all the pictures that really just make you feel something or make you feel like this is what you want your life to be like." And so I will, and I'll get these random boards, and it can be portraits, it can be outfits, it'll be landscape, it'll be flowers, and so my mm. marketing brain turns on after that and just kind of gauges like okay what's in sequence with these photos that I can tell this brand is gravitating towards like whether or not like they want to be like oh these are my colors and I want to target this audience I'm completely ignoring that because I'm like clearly that's not what you mm-hmm. truly gravitate towards I'm looking at what you want not necessarily what you think yeah. people want and yeah. so like looking at that board I just kind of pick and assess like okay yeah. you have this fine every uh, every picture you've pinned or shared has this type of aesthetic, is this type of mood, is this type of color palette? And then I start creating from there. Cause obviously I'm never gonna copy like an aesthetic or a palette. Cause I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Everything> <laughs> we else. we're not doing that. We're not copying weird. Like I don't believe in that at all. And so yeah. then like once I have the idea, I'll come back to them and be like, okay based on what I found and based on like location, budget, whatever, I think we should shoot here. I think you should have like these items in your like prop bag. I think you should have this color palette for your clothing to translate well. And I'm still thinking with like color theory and marketing in mind. So I'm like, okay, if you want to portray this, we're wearing this, we're doing this, we're wearing those colors and so on and so forth. Um, So like my process is pretty straightforward, but again, with intention behind it not just trendiness or popularity yeah. of what the brand thinks they want
1: wow that's a good create that i feel i do pinterest boards too but i didn't even think about like just pin anything that just yeah. infl- inflicts a feeling on you yeah and so you can get for like that you can get the idea for the feeling that they're trying to like convey
2: yeah because like i feel like everyone has you know their pin board of like trendy things but it's like but do you like it because it's trendy or do you like it because you like it it's kind of mm-hmm. always like I'm I'm a little bit of a therapist in that sense where I'm like, I'm assessing you. I need to know what you're actually about. Yes. Not what you want to There's be a about. huge <laughs> psychology
1: component to yeah. marketing and I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Well yeah, that's, I I I just feel like as a business owner, like see, you, you do sometimes step into that role with your clients. <laughs> you're like okay here we are (laughs) (laughs) um okay so I know that you mentioned this in the workshop about how 2020 has impacted you and how you're able to grow in this year but I would love to I'd love to yeah I'd love to hear more about that and how you're able to go but also just any advice you have for people who wild um who weren't able to grow in this season and are are maybe feeling stuck
2: like I'm like banging a dead horse but pivot like if your current business, like what you're doing in your model is not working, like obviously I'm a wedding photographer and weddings were like hella canceled last year, at least so I thought, um, still, con- you know what I mean? They were still very busy, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, Claire, you said it. it's like, do the right thing no matter what. And I'm mm-hmm. on that same team, be nice to people, do the right, right thing. So I was like, I was pivoting. Cause I was like, I'm not going to risk, you know, hundreds of people at these large weddings. So it's like, how do I shift right now? to keep my business afloat, yeah. but also still provide a service that people are really yes. craving. Like photography didn't stop. I was convinced that photography is going to like slow down. No one wanted photos. No, 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 no. People wanted photos more than ever last year. So I was like, okay, how can I pivot? And it was like, okay, instead of doing full weddings, I can yeah. offer like epic bridal sessions and just do something just like special to YouTube because that's all you wanted anyway was photos of you two and the family yeah. versus this whole production or it was like, I did a lot of headshot photos and still doing them and just like branding photos because everyone mm. quickly realized, hey, images really do mean anything. And if I can't actually yeah. be physically in places to sell my stuff, I have mm-hmm. to have an online presence. I ha- They have to know who I am, what am i am about? And then in like, in sequence with that, yeah. like all the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's going on this year, like, I need to know where you stand as a brand and as a company. And so it's like, branding headshots were going crazy I was like yeah. yes I'd already done that but it was like on a back end of things so I just kind of amplified those things also yeah. education I decided you know everyone needs to learn to edit now let's because mm-hmm. everyone's a photographer yeah. now but all of you are being super disrespectful to people who are not in this color palette and so it's like I posted education yeah. I created presets for people who are just like about that preset mm-hmm. life and so it's just like you just had to find ways to like pivot yeah. in it and It worked out really well, but it was like I was listening. I think that was like the Mm -hmm. biggest takeaway. I stepped back and listened to what people needed, and then how they figured out a way to create something to accommodate that need. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people didn't do that. They're just like, this is what it is. This is all Mm -hmm. I have. I'm like, you have more, or maybe you don't, and that's okay. But it's like, pivot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Everybody has a different approach, but. And, and figures out what works for them. And I think it circles back to like, what does success look like for you? Yes. Like, what yes. do you, what did, what did you want to succeed in? Like, we had a conversation with a Reese who you like oh, met yeah. via zoom. And she was like, I was becoming a mom. Right. I was like going through all this hard, all of this hard stuff. And she was right. like, I knew what my next step would have been. It would have been to do delivery. She was like, for me, I was able to keep myself afloat and do what I needed to do for my season of life. Right. But I also feel like your note on listening, like I feel like that listening, like you're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and like even just like as a business owner, like, you know, they're separate conversations, but the, just listening to people. I feel like it's it's not that hard to do, but it was
2: what it is changed your life.
0: <laughs> like it literally yeah. positively or negatively impacted you, you know? So I don't know. A question that we got when you actually as earlier in the, in the workshop that we didn't get a chance to ask at the happy hour, but only Mm -hmm. answer this if you feel comfortable, but, um, there were at the workshop, there was, I think over half of our attendees were what they consider themselves, um, marginalized business owners. So we had, Mm -hmm. you know, like person of color, we had like Latinas, we had Asian Americans. So, you know, as I can only speak to that so much as a white woman, you know, who is like grown up in Orange County. (laughs) So it's like, I can speak to what I've learned. But the question that we got was one of the girls had said, like, I'm concerned about being a a business owner as a black woman. Like, what is my experience going to be? And will it be different? And Bree and I were like, it will be different. We know that (laughs) racism is integrated. (laughs) But I was like, I don't, I can't provide advice on that. And I don't even want to try. So I'm gonna ask you that question now, if you feel comfortable answering it. Yeah. You know, because we didn't get a chance to ask that the Happier, and I would be really interested in your perspective and, and all of that stuff.
2: So I was actually having a conversation with a friend about this the other day, and it's like, obviously, you know your experience is going to be different. And, like, as a person of color or mm-hmm. just, like, a marginalized community, like, because what is what is like leveled up and what is fantasized as a successful business is the like successful white experience. Yeah. And obviously like those same opportunities and perceptions mm. are not going to present itself in like a marginalized community. Like even just looking at like, beauty standards, like we just now within the past like yeah. few years are starting to get like real, like real people, yeah. beauty standards that are not just, you know, size two, yeah, you know, you're living. You're, you know mean? So it's like, the experience I, yeah. is going to be different and like I don't yeah. want people to be discouraged like it's not the same doesn't look like that like it's going to be different and there's still going to be a lot of like hurdles and biases to go over in your business because it's like just yeah the fact of the matter is the world is going to see you differently and that's I mean some people are taking that as mm-hmm. a good thing and like support that and others are going to hate it like that's just the reality of it unfortunately but like yeah for me personally I know it's like I and I'm to this day, I always question myself. I'm like, Am I even good at this? Is this where I need to be? Because it's like, also, social media sucks. That comparison mm. game. You're like, Yeah. Well, Karen over here is ass, yeah. but she's killing it. Like, <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Yeah. It's like, no, no, it's not the same. though. Yeah. It's like we're not creating the same product. We're not the yeah. same person. And so it's just like it's humbling, but it's also a reminder. Just like your version of success, like, is when. Why do you want that success? Because I had mm. to ask myself that too. I'm like. I feel like I am successful now. Like, I'm exactly where I need to be. I was on a hellbent mission last yeah. year. Like, I just got divorced. I was like, I yeah. can do this. I can survive without Like, I got it. But it's like, yeah. I, you know, now I'm like, I'm in my own condo. Yeah. Like, I have my own place. Like, I'm surviving. All my debts Like, for me, that was successful. And like, I'm literally actively planning my vacation. I yeah. can finally get out of this country. <laughs> but <it's> just- yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like that's success. And I'm at peace in myself. Like, I'm not at war with. Yeah. Who I am, what I'm doing financially, like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that version is going to obviously look different for everybody. But it's like I want everyone to realize, especially marginalized communities. Yeah, what is your actual Mm -hmm. like your actual definition of success? Because it's not going to look the same as you know Beverly Hills, Mm -hmm. like living in you know like you don't maybe you don't want that. Like you're told you want that, Mm -hmm. but maybe you don't want that. Yeah. So for me, I'm like no, no, I'm content. Totally, I'm good, and I need other people to know that you can be good at that. Too. Yeah. And I think that's the key.
0: I think you said you're told, you said you're told that that's what you want for success. I think there are, yeah. there's, you know, and I don't know the voices that you were listening to or the people that you saw or heard when you first started owning a business, but I feel like there are some really helpful people that like provide you the tools, but then you indirectly or directly are told that success actually looks like boom, boom, boom. When in reality, yes. it's like, you know, I'm at a place right now where I've like achieved the success, quote unquote, whatever. Like I was like, I never thought I'd get there or whatever. And I'm actually realizing I love my job so much, but I can't live like this forever. And I don't really want to live like this forever, but I do want to keep doing my job. And so it's interesting to reach this level and navigate like, oh wait, I'm going to read, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to, figure this out differently where you know reassess. and so it's such a <laughs> yeah yeah it's just such an it's interesting and you have to get to a point where you have to be in tune with yourself
2: right like yes and whole therapy session oh, yeah. right there like I need y'all to reflect on what do you because like I have achieved the things that I was supposed right. to want and supposed to achieve and that were the status and then I quickly realized I didn't want yeah. them like yes. once I got them I was like I I don't personally want this like even just maybe it's going too deep I don't know <laughs> but even just like going back to like marrying yeah. the person I was married to I was like I knew I didn't want to get married yeah. like that was not but I was told this is what you do totally. this is the process this is the level status and you know because of his status who he was it was like you've achieved you've yeah. unlocked gold like and I was just like but I don't want it and this is abusive and yeah. this is terrible and this is not no yeah and so it's like that's the other thing it's like you can't judge other mm-hmm. people's success and happiness and be like, that is the standard. No, no, no. You have your own standards. Yeah. Define Exactly. And chase them. Totally.
0: And it's hard to do, you mentioned Instagram in the comparison earlier, but it's hard to do when you're scrolling, right? And it's hard yeah, to, oh because my God, yes. then all you're doing is consuming and you have no... Yep baseline for what you actually want outside of what you're what you what you,
2: know, you already what see reading. what's already there what's already been totally. totally yes
0: right before the pandemic happened i had this experience at soul cycle which i recognize by saying <laughs> that puts me in a certain box of like type of human and that's fine no judgment but, like, zone
2: no judgment zone. it's okay you can judge me <laughs> but
0: that like literally i've thought about so many times and it really applies to business ironically so like on soul cycle for anybody who hasn't been you like ride on a stationary bike you don't go anywhere but it's like a pretty challenging workout because there's resistance and you're moving pretty quickly and whatever.
2: I love it. (laughs)
0: But I was in class one day and I was in like, you know, one of the front rows or whatever, and I'm riding and the whole, for this whole song, I'm like looking at the other people around me and this girl's going really fast and this girl's going really slow and this person's Mm -hmm. sitting down. And the whole time I'm thinking about like, right. I'm like, (laughs) I have to go fast. Like I'm good. Like I'm supposed to be good at this. Like gotta go faster. And then I'm like low key judging the person who's sitting down. But like, then this, Mm -hmm. the next song came on and literally I just like put my head down and was like thinking for myself and I performed so much better performed is a strong word to use when we're talking about soul cycle. But the idea is I was doing so much better not being consumed by like what was around me. Right. All Mm -hmm. it took was putting my own head down And being like, I don't care if she's going fast. I also, we don't know people's stories. If we've learned. You don't know people's stories. Yeah. I don't know if that person's sitting down because they had a long day or, you know, I don't know if that girl has. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like, when I've thought about that to me has translated to business because, you know, like what does it look like to have social media boundaries and like allow yourself to consume it to a point that feels good to you. And then, but like, don't let it impede on your creativity. You know, so be, but oh it's my hard. God. It's preach, so hard for preach. it
2: not to. It's, and I think you like that was a perfect example for so cycle because it's like literally, go at your own yes. pace. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, someone can be over there, like they're probably training yeah, for a exactly. you know, and someone probably just like just got out of surgery, yeah. like you know, like even at the other day, I like. Got back into running, and I was running around the block. And there's this guy I see all the time. But I was walking one day, and he's like, "You're not running today." And I was like, "I am literally post off <laughs> like, sir. Nobody yeah, asked you. Totally. Like, you don't know what I'm going yeah. through today." But it was just like, it's that. It's just like his version of success was you're running. I see you running. You should mm-hmm. be running at this pace. I'm like, no, no. You didn't know I had surgery. Yeah, mind
0: your you, business. Don't know but that. it's just like
2: mm-hmm. go at your own pace, and that goes for everything. I feel feel like especially in business, like. But that comparison game is so easy and so it hard, is. and I feel like it's so emotionally yeah, taxing. Like, and I've done like a few like therapy sessions in the podcast, and it's like we all know what to do. We do. Here's the part that kicks me: we all know what to do, and we won't do it. It's like, what does science say? Don't wake up and yeah. get on your phone. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> like, <start scrolling. laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> first totally. thing. Like, oh, check. oh okay, like, check. like no, 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 you literally. And so now it's like I'm trying to create those habits and those healthy yeah. boundaries. It's like okay, within the first two hours of my day. No mm-hmm. phone. Get up, go for a walk, take the dog out, stretch, exercise, drink your freaking yeah, water. because you know I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can enter into social media. Totally. <laughs> it's just like, but you're you're more capable of handling yeah. that, like once you mentally set aside time for yeah. you and make your bed. Yeah, apparently it's a game changer. <laughs> honestly,
0: I've integrated. We've talked about morning routines are such like a trendy woo woo thing, but like. Yeah. (laughs) If we're going to focus on like, no, get off your phone, go breathe fresh air, read a book. I love Mm -hmm. reading, but I never (laughs) want to read books in my morning time that have anything to do with work. I will not read a business book in the morning. I will not. I only want to read something that is like lovey-dovey and makes me like want to cry. Right. right? Because I'm like disconnected fully from work. It's the whole concept of like- A
2: mental escape.
0: Exactly. It's the concept of like, you actually will perform better if you rest you come back better. Right. So it's like integrating rest into pockets of your day, not just two weeks of a vacation.
2: Yeah. 52 week year. Like, yeah, no,
0: no, it's really not. (laughs) No, but I don't even feel like we jumped in. We did jump in a little bit to, you know, what you did in 2020 for business, but you shared this at the workshop, but you grew significantly.
2: Correct. I did, which was weird. Um, like, I finally hired an assistant, too, because I was like, I just cannot, and I need the mental yeah. break, so can you handle my social media life? But she's, like, a deep diver, and I adore Good. her so much. She was like, okay, I've jumped into analytics, which I was like, you're speaking <laughs> a love language to me, because nerd. Yeah. Um, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I jumped into your analytics, and, I like, you had a huge growth in 2020, even considering you didn't post a lot. She's like, you post, like, eight times a month. Like, that's not that's good that wasn't exactly like
0: you know what I mean that's That's not what the experts tell you but it worked for you yeah it's like
2: uh, I was like I don't care I can't do this I need my mental health but like that growth it was it's kind of a two-edged sword because it was like some growth was actual like recognition of my work and then others was the performative action of everyone trying to follow like black Mm. creatives like some of them actually cared and like stuck obviously but I did see a lot of them drop off like When we were talking about like real shit and like, and things that are uncomfortable and like things you need to do. And so it was like, I saw the growth, but I also recognized like not everyone was in it for the right right reasons. Yeah. so
0: Totally. It was inevitable. I it's
2: horrible, but it's like
0: when there was that big wave of like, you know, attention and I don't know what Mm -hmm. you're like when I had spoken to some of my black friends about it, like they were like, it's overwhelming. Like
2: it is it. oh like God. Yes. I was all
0: of a sudden expected to like explain my experience which is a beautiful thing and I which think it's
2: beautiful but it's exhausting yeah like, and I'm I feel like I'm still even unpacking that with people and like multiple like it's so multifaceted like it's yeah. not just business like I had to talk about you know growing up obviously in a very diverse city yeah but going to like predominantly white schools and like Religious schools at that, and that experience, and being, you know, hypersexualized as a black child, and like, yeah, not having this, like, it's a whole thing, and it's just like there's so yeah. many experiences over, like, you know, I'm 30 now, like that's 30 years of trauma I got to explain to y'all, like it's a lot. Like-
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, in that same vein of like, you are having those conversations with friends and people. I hope they're friends, but even as like, you know, as a white woman, I only experienced a percentage of this. But as that was coming up, I was trying. You know, whatever, to be more vocal about where I stood because I feel like it's important. People matter, period. Like, that's all. So, but I even received, I received kickback from people that were, you know, other like white people in my life that were like, why are you doing that? Like, you know, whatever. So, and I was, it like brought me to tears multiple times because I was horrified. Like, I was like, and I'm only experiencing just like a little bit of it. So, how do you deal and process with that, with like, kickback or people saying like racism doesn't exist
2: oh, it hurts
0: I've gotten like, that one and I'm always like
2: oh, oh my god don't give me on a whole tangent on that one but so piggyback real quick like I like and I need to applaud and thank you for that because I me my boyfriend talking about this the reality is it's not enough for marginalized and people of color to express their experience and pains and hurts and like say like hey this isn't right yeah and like, you know, we will always talk about like white savior complex, but it's like, but we do also need those white allies right. because it's like, we know that our voices are completely drowned out by racism, white supremacy and all the like. And so it's like, it is very helpful and encouraging when people like you do speak up Cause it's like, thank you for one, giving a space, space for me, but also just like calling out the community because it's like they're not gonna listen to me but they might listen to you yeah exactly so as far as like the pushback goes from people this is where and this is where i feel like it gets the most exhausting this is where you have to educate it's just like okay Mm -hmm. well why do you feel that way and it's like everyone at their core thinks that they're a good person but realistically a lot of people just haven't totally thought things through as to why they believe what they believe and this is a whole again anthropology therapy that i love and this is a whole challenge for everyone because it's like growing up you're told to believe this or that or the other and then a lot of people have Mm -hmm. never questioned why that is what that is why you do that and so when Mm -hmm. people are like oh racism doesn't exist I'm like okay why do you think that well it just doesn't because you haven't experienced it okay well I've never experienced yes I don't know you know a private jet so they don't exist like you can't say that like I'm (laughs) you're so right yeah I know it's exhausting because everyone's split down the middle people who are open to information and learning are obviously the ones who do better who grow who make the community a better place but then you have closed-minded bigotry and it's just like you're just gonna die off I'm sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) like at that point you can't put your energy in people who don't care to learn
0: exactly yes I totally agree I my (laughs) My response to one of the times somebody told me racism doesn't exist and that this is all just like media and inflated. I said, are you a black person in America? No. (laughs) So then you, and you know, it's the same, same people that when I explained a like sexist experience that I had as a business owner, they told me that I was not, it was not. And I was like, oh, okay. So have you been a woman in America? Have you been a woman? So no, No? Okay, that's where we, (laughs) thank you. But you're right. That's
2: where we're as down. a as a human
0: being, and I'm sure like, you know, you've experienced this, you have to learn what is worth your energy. I feel like I've become such a hippie in the last year because that has been my Girl, phrase <laughs> is like, what's worth my energy? I used to be willing what's to like pick a battle with anybody. And now I'm like,
2: same.
0: I will pick a battle over something that deserves justice. But if you're not willing yeah. to listen, respectfully, I will step aside because it's not fair step aside. to anybody it's going to be draining to me. And if you're not going to receive it, but in the same way, like I want to be open to somebody else's perspective. Right. So I want to be right. sure that right. I'm being, re- you know, so, uh, it's yeah. You know,
2: I had a girl in my DMS who basically, cause I basically had this like just little post and like the whole argument. I was like, Hey, everyone stop using the N word. Yes. I know we use it. I know it's a thing like, but stop. Like we're it's yes for multiple reasons on both sides everyone needs to stop using it. yes and you know this white woman said in my dm she's like well black people are racist and i'm like mm. do i have the energy for this right today? and so like i was just like kindly like hey like um here's some articles as to why that's impossible i cannot be something i did not create right and then she went on this whole tangent saying you know the lgbt community adopted queer so uh, the n-word is the same thing no. i was like oh my god i can't no. educate. so i was just yeah oh my god girl it was like i was like i ignored it because so i was like this is worth my energy there you go it's like this it's not yeah The unfortunate part she was like a wedding planner mm. whose bio says black lives matter and lgbt community i'm like are you really? yeah because you see me missing the whole point yeah. which i'm like that's a whole other thing because everyone's doing it for cloud. yes i'm just like I could not spend my energy trying to help someone understand how like black people, Asian people, basically anyone cannot be racist. They can be biased. Yeah. They can be prejudiced for yeah. sure. They can have their issues, Yeah, but racist, not a thing. Yeah. Like can't explain that to you. Yeah. I was like, right, whatever. I let it go. <laughs> I'm just like, you're not worth the energy. This is going to be a headache. Yeah. And it's going to make me sad. And so. the
0: truth is what are the chances she's going to be receptive to you educating her? Right. If that's how she, her perspective, <laughs> she might need a white friend who can say, right. Hey, this is what I've experienced and what my black friends have experienced. Maybe that's how she needs to receive it, which is quite unfortunate, but
2: which is quite unfortunate, which is why I also praise the, like the white people ally mm. standing up. Cause I'm like, thank you. Cause you are getting mm. through to some people that are just not going to listen to me. Right. Period. Yeah. And it's,
0: which like. is so unfortunate. It's like when you said that that was a, you know, she was you had mentioned that we shouldn't be using the n-word. The fact that that is even something we have to talk about is in 2021 or 2020 to me is like I wait, I thought this was decided <laughs> long time ago. Like I grew up and knowing no. that that was like you <laughs> never say that. Like there's just certain things you, you don't and that. now I'm like wait. <laughs> but
2: america has disappointed mm. me more than ever this year but i was like especially that one and i'll just hit on this because i know everyone's like wondering like well like the black community says it let me make this like abundantly clear the black community has now decided they have taken the power of that word but like mm. hey white supremacists you're not gonna use this against me anymore we're gonna take it which is not a good method at all i'm not mm. saying that's a like yeah, that made sense. Like, oh yeah, I'm shouldn't call myself that word. It's still demoralizing, it's still dehumanizing, it is still a bad thing. Now it's just a slang word for our community, which still mm. not a pass. Let me be clear, not a pass. And like I'm I know that word's never gonna go away. It's never gonna go right. away. But when people are using it in a way that is derogatory, mm-hmm. dehumanizing, i and like, and again, my community still does yeah. that, like I'm not taking that away. But it's like that's the part we need to start educating on because it's like when you are calling someone out of their name to insult them, yeah. we have a problem. Yeah. And that can be any word in any name. And so it's just like, that's one of many, mm-hmm. but it's just like, yeah, yeah, the word that has yeah. to Well, thank use. you for
0: explaining that. Cause I think that's, I think it's important. And thank you for like being willing to like educate on your platforms, but even being willing to have this conversation. I imagine that they're exhausting. They are important, but I always, <laughs> they're important though. I do feel like you have, you know, every right to like opt out of these conversations when you're like, I just don't want to have to explain myself. Like, you know, can we just chill for a second? So
2: yeah. <laughs> but it's like, if I don't, then there's misinformation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I do like, it, like we said, choose where you want to put your energy. Right. Like if, you know, people like you obviously want to have a conversation, yeah. you want to learn, obviously are not in this for like social status or clout, then yeah, I'm going to pour some energy into that. Right. But I definitely even reached out even to a few last year, I reached out to a few big photographers um because you know everyone was like diversity inclusivity, right. have black people in your portfolio and i was like hey all of you white photographers who are like not the greatest mm-hmm. in tones, if you want to educate your clientele who is you know a bunch of other yeah. photographers i was like i am teaching this yeah. course, so i'm like you it's can do two birds once old like i would give you a discount for your clientele when i tell so you where i like i'm like 50 percent discounts no one's like all of them are like well i'm having my own business course about editing skin i was like you're part of the problem. Oh, no. So you're still profiting off diversity. Yeah, Got it. Got that's it. so. It was hard conversations because, like, Ugh. I reached out to at least like 25 like very well known, very big photographers all hosting education courses. Not one of them. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. hard. And
0: it became pretty clear quickly who did it because they had to do it, and who did it for reals. I had a conversation with a photographer that I, she's also white, but she and I both like have, we follow yes. each other on Instagram and realized that we actually like see eye to eye on a lot of things. Cause I choose to not get super political. Equality to me is different than political, but it's politicized. But like, I choose not to get political because I'm not one thing. Right. So it's like, I don't really feel like, ed- ed- you and know, what I but she was like, <laughs> something she said is I was like, it's so funny. We haven't talked to him for her, but I feel like. I can trust you. I feel like I know where we stand. I feel like there are certain conversations I can engage in with you. And she was like, yeah, you can tell the difference yes. between the people that posted in June and the people that have posted since. And you know, there's always more work yeah. to do, but I think yeah. what you're, what you're saying it's is that story been. is like there, they posted because they had to and
2: they had their black square. Uh, they did and their yeah. part. So moved on. Oh, it's so, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's so much. It's a infuri- trust yeah. me. It's a like, seeing the hypocrisy and just the fakeness of hashtag yeah. authenticity is it's draining and it's disheartening but I have to I have to have hope that like even the little bit that I'm doing is sparking a new hope a new joy yeah. a new peace in and the we're world just gonna make somebody. it better
0: you know like I think about like keep going? like, <laughs> like I, I think as I've gotten older I don't have any kids and I'm not married but as I've gotten older I'm either. like I used to think like Oh, like, what is the, I did think knew that the power of a parent was important, you know, but I also was like, yeah. oh, like, there's probably the other things there. And now I'm like, I cannot wait to have children. Cause I personally want children and like to raise them in Same. a way that like, this is the norm. So I, I, it feels overwhelming when you think yes. about changing the world. To me, it feels more digestible to be like, I'm going to have kids, and I'm going to raise them right way, and I'm going to say things when I need to say things when I'm sitting across the dinner table, and somebody said something offensive or racist or unkind, and say that that's not right. Right. So, I just feel like step by step, slowly in relationships, in the same way that that woman in your DMs is not going to receive what you have to say in the same way; she'll receive it from like her sister who might say something, you know.
2: (laughs) So, right, even like you say about kids, and the other day I was in like. I was in the Trader Joe's mm-hmm. in La Jolla, which is like very conservative right. for the most part. And there was this mom with her little girl. The girl had been like two. And she's in the cart, in the Trader Joe's cart. And this lady comes storming in without her oh. mask. And the little girl just goes, Hey, can you save the world <gasps> and put on your mask, oh please? Gosh. And I was like, That is Mama. so dear. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. Mama. I was like, You're doing, You're doing good. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing great. Like stuff like that, like oh man, like they do listen, and they really could change the world. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I kind of lose hope for people who've already developed their brains in, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like you're done. It's but I'm like,
0: discouraged oh, over sure. the
2: next generation, we can do it. They could change the world. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> they could change.
2: The world. Let's just one step at a time.
0: <laughs>
2: one step at a time. Yeah, oh my time
0: gosh, time. I love it. Okay, so I do have rapid fire questions for you.
2: Okay, go are you ready <laughs> yes okay, okay my
0: first question is what's something that people want to know about you you can say like something people assume about you like maybe something that you feel like people assume of you often Ooh, that's not true fair. or something people just wouldn't know
2: so a few things um people assume that i am selfish and bi not bipolar mm. but like two-faced because i am a gemini and an only child neither of those are true Or <laughs> they're like oh you're the crazy one i'm like crazy fun though i'm like i'm not and probably like
1: most hospital yeah, person yeah.
2: ever honestly like stay humble <laughs> yeah they also assume that like I that I'm like stuck up because I've like I've gone to like prestigious private schools mm. or it's like it's a flip side if you know about my background you assume that I'm some stuck up like prestigious bitch but if you just gotcha. look at me they're like okay. oh you're a dirty hippie on some like weird <laughs> <laughs> And like, oh that be true. Like, but at the same time, I feel like I'm just the person who is, I just, I care a lot. Like, I'm a full empath. Yeah. I care about people. And yes, I am in an industry where like beauty standards are kind of skewed, but I'm still 100% like, yeah. I am here for real. I'm not here for clout. And I don't care if you like me or not. Like, I'm yeah. going to love you
0: totally no
2: matter what, regardless, unless you're racist.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah just like love people just Just love love
2: people like that just love people even if you don't believe in like the bible and christianity or whatever like if you love people i feel like at the core every religion theology ideology has one common core don't be assholes to people and love people yeah period and it's
0: a game changer we talked about this i'll just I do have two other quote unquote rapid fire questions, but <laughs> we talked about this at the workshop just a little bit, but I, I kid you not, I attribute a lot of our initial growth in my business because we were nice. You're nice. People would say to me like, Oh my gosh, like I've never met a wedding planner who like talks <laughs> nice. to me the way you do right. or like who like does it was like work hard and be kind. It's That's not it. that hard. It's not
2: that hard. It's really and not.
0: It is it's not like we're taught all these strategies and techniques, but if you're not good at your job and you're not nice, you're not going to get hired. So, and like
2: that's everyone funny. asks like, you know, why is uncle Bob? We have like an uncle Bob person for mm. those. We don't know. Like uncle Bob is the old guy with the camera. Who's like mm. necessarily like social oh, media, steady, yeah. but still has like a full photography business. you are like, why does uncle Bob right. still have a business? Because he's nice because people yeah. refer him because they <laughs> like the experience with him. Like, cause I know some very talented creatives who are complete assholes and let me tell you they are not doing well and then I know some yeah. very kind people who may not be the best at what they do but they're nice so they have all the business in the world yes so I'm just like be nice yes. just be nice. <laughs> period just be kind
0: take that that's well you should take a few things away from this conversation but that's, like, mostly top. that's top
2: three be nice be nice it kind
0: of covers them all <laughs> it does. like if you could just be nice and love people it solves a lot of problems all
2: your worries um, going on, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Okay. The second thing is what something that's bringing you joy in your life, whether like small, mundane, mm. or like
2: woo. woo, woo. Um, right now, definitely. Just I'm having a lot of like personal freedom. So like just time. Mm. I feel like that I've yeah. been loving that and just be like, I have no agenda today. What am I going to do? How do I, How do I actually want to shape my life? Like what do I want my life to look like? Yeah. And I feel like that's been has oh, been such a beautiful thing to just kind of like. Yeah. Hmm, okay, I'm here. Um, also. I got these tulips the other day for like Trader Joe's, but just yes. like it's so small and simple, but like having fresh fires in my like cute little space is just like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> like Yes. It's such a
0: game changer. Like, uh- Have you ever heard of romanticizing your everyday life? No. Have you ever heard of team. that concept? So the concept is it's, it's like deeply rooted in gratitude and being present and appreciation and that everything in your life is a gift and not a given. Oh, I love that. And the idea is like, Your cup of coffee is you like approach your cup of coffee as like not just like oh another cup of coffee, but it's like thank you for this. I'm so grateful for this cup of coffee, or like I'm so grateful I get like moments to read in the morning. No, this is a concept that I started I adopted last year. I'm sure there's a book on it. You should look it up. Your your life is only as enjoyable as you allow it to be. Right. So like I, I, people will often ask me like, how Did are you, you doing? Like it? what's going on in your life? <laughs> and I frequently walk yeah. and pause and be like, well, there are things going on in my life, but my life actually feels more vibrant than probably what it, the perception of it is for that reason that like, I get stupid happy over Trader Joe's flowers. Right. I'm like, Oh, I could cry. I literally, or like I live within flowers, walking distance like of the beach, <laughs> and I've been to the beach my whole life and it's I could so cry beautiful. every time I see the ocean. It's just, so yeah. the, the fact that flowers brought you joy to me, I'm like, I wonder if she does this. So no, but
2: now, yeah, I, I'm doing, I guess I didn't realize it was a, a concept, yeah. but I have been appreciating that even just like, like you said, growing up on a beach city my whole life. So you're like, yeah, eh, whatever the beach, but like, Last few times, like, my boyfriend and I were just being intentional about, like, okay, we're having a sunset yeah. beach walk. And it's just, like, dang, we get to do this. Like, we get to live here. Yeah. And it's, like, the beach yes. didn't change. They didn't do anything, but it's just, like, this is yeah. so beautiful. And just therapy because like, this yeah. is our life. Yeah. I love it. Like, it's the
0: shift between I have to and I get to. Yeah.
2: Yes. I'm, like, oh, So, ugh,
0: yeah, which it. game changer. That alone is a game changer.
2: a on t-shirt.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes okay. My last question is what is your go-to coffee or like tea or Starbucks order?
2: Okay. Okay. So I've never been like a huge coffee person. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I will drink coffee cause I'm like super sensitive caffeine, I guess, but I'm like ah, <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. but, um, a friend of mine, a bride friend of mine, she's always like a huge matcha person. I'm just like, what is with you in this matcha? And I was like, maybe I've tried it wrong. And so she's actually Japanese. And so I was like, can you recommend an authentic brand that you would like that you use? And so she did. She sent me this thing and it came in this cute little tin. So, Mm. oh my God, the slow mornings of having to physically make your matcha tea was like, I love it. (laughs) And it's delicious. And then I've been like, oat milking everything I freaking love oat milk now because I'm like oh you're dairy free and you're delicious and you can like store for a while yes so yeah just this like that's been my go-to drink for like a month now I'm just like matcha latte in the morning or an ice matcha latte delicious just slowly handmade love
0: (laughs) yes I love that I love it the slow mornings Mm. game changer I love it I had so much fun with this conversation. Thank you, you so <laughs> much for being here. Seriously. I'm so excited for the humans of the world to have listened to this. Where can people find you? Cause now they're going to be obsessed with you. I hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not. okay That's if fine. they're not.
2: Um, <laughs> my website is the SoCalStandard.com. You can find me on Instagram at SoCal.Standard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm allegedly on Twitter, mm. but we're not. not really. And I do have a TikTok, but I'm like, listen, I'm old. I'll just watch like. Yeah. stuff No, it is so. effort. Just watch, just <laughs> consume, just consume. Just, just yeah. watch. I love it.
0: All right. Well, Ooh, and Pinterest. oh, Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest. That could be a whole nother conversation, but it's a whole other it conversation. Is. Well, this was so fun. Thank you for being here. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.